superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined on this Tuesday morning by Andrew Erickson and by Joey P. Joe P. Sapia. As you can see, it is Christmas week. I, of course, am traveling. I do not have any Christmas, you know, accents to throw up behind me. I don't have a fun Santa hat or an elf hat to throw on like these two did. So the festiveness will come from them. I will simply be a host in a dark white room somewhere while traveling at my friend's house, trying to get through what should be another fun show. As we're here in week 16, guys, let me ask you quickly, how many leagues are you even still alive in? I only have two leagues I'm even still alive in. Week 15 wiped me out. I had a crushing defeat last night uh, at the hands of, uh, unfortunately, Devonta Smith and Ken Walker. Uh, so close to repeating my Flex League Expert League Championship. But that uh, that will not go my way. I've got one where I was the number one seed I had to buy. So I've got that one left, too, which is really good, which is a lot of my other industry friends. So that's still looking good. But uh, it's it sad. But don't worry, Ryan, because Christmas is not in your hat. It's in your heart at the end of the day. So as long as you have Christmas in your heart, you're still doing very well. That that is a good lesson. If that sounds straight out of like one of the Rankin Bass specials, like I feel like Rudolph <laughs> taught me that when I was younger or something. Uh, the show will be only slightly less creepy than that yes. animation. Slightly. Yes. Erickson, how about you? How your uh, has your fantasy season looking here as we get to week sixteen? Well, I'm gonna have way more free time now that I don't have to uh, grind the waiver wire anymore because all my teams are dead. <laughs> Uh, too much Bijan, too much Zay Flowers that just totally bombed a lot of lineups in. And I made a yeah. grave start sit decision, and I, I chose Rashid Shahid over Jack Smith and Jigba, and I lost by like five points. So that would have been the difference. <laughs> but hey, you win some, you lose some. I do have one team live in Underdog's Best Ball Mania. I did advance, and the team itself has a lot of Lions players on it. I have a rare Lamar Jackson Isaiah mm. Likely stack, so that's kind of unique. So that's kind of what I'm going to be watching for, see if these Lions can uh, ride me to become a millionaire. So we'll see what happens. I don't know about you guys, but I would much rather get my butt kicked in the playoffs than lose by, like, two points. Like, totally that, that agree. to me, like, just, just, just kick my butt. Just absolutely embarrass me. Like, I'd rather have made all the wrong decisions, but, like, there's nothing worse than, like, you lose by a point or two and you see like a couple things and a couple moves on your bench you could have had. And then, well, you know, I, then to just haunt I think you it's all important to also keep in perspective that like, yes, even though I, you know, I made a mistake, you know, you can look at your opponent's roster and they probably made mistakes too. You know, they may not start oh, sure. the optimal lineup. So don't, you know, n- knock yourself <laughs> down if you made a mistake, because if the other team had played their perfect lineup, they may have beaten you anyway. So again, no one's ever going to be perfect most weeks. The other thing I would say too, is like, don't, if you made a mistake that is, you would never have thought anything else. Like if you started Bijan Robinson this week and you lost because of it, don't beat yourself up. There oh, was yeah. no reason not to start Bijan no, Robinson against this the week. Panthers. Yes, in the against rain? the Panthers. Why would finally start to get? Why would you give yes. him the ball twenty five times? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Edward Solaire was on my bench scoring twenty points on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that exact. I had that exact thing where I started Bijan over Ceh and I got eliminated because of it. But yeah. like, I'm not. Gonna I was beat never gonna. Over I was never like gonna that. consider yeah. starting Edward Solaire over Bijan. It was never on the table. All right, let, let's jump into our top 10 predictions here. Predictions here for week 16. We'll throw in some prop bets as well along the way. 
We will start with you, Erickson. Give me your number five prediction. I'm going with the Falcons and the aforementioned Falcons uh, with B. John Robinson <laughs> and the Colts game uh, playing in Atlanta. I think this game is going to shoot out. Um, again, everyone's really low on the Atlanta Falcons right now after the abysmal performance, but it was on the road. Desmond Ritter's horrible on the road. It was in the rain. It was gross. But this team is so matchup dependent. Just two weeks ago, what did Desmond Ritter do? He threw for like 350 yards because he was playing at home. So we're not going to get Desmond Ritter this time. Like he's not going to throw for 350 yards this week because he's not starting because we're going to get Taylor Heineke. But I don't care because the Colts are the one team because of how fast they run on offense, how their pace of play is, how Shane Steichen's dialing up an offensive juggernaut that it's keeping the other teams pushing the pedal to the metal. So I think this game is going to be a shooter. I think we're going to see fantasy points scored in this game. And that's why I think that you should go back to Drake London. You know, I'm going over on his receiving yards prop this week. It's going to be around probably like 50 yards, 49 and a half yards, just because of his inconsistencies. But just look at all of his home games this year. Like he's gone over this number his last five home games. Like he's very productive at home in the dome. So whether it's Heineke, whether it's Desmond Ritter, I don't really care. He's the number one wide receiver on this team. I think at a game that you're going to see points scored on both sides. I think Drake London's someone you want to go back to this week if you're still alive. We talked about sitting him last week. Because he's so matchup dependent. So I would go back to Drake London. I think he's going to have a productive game. Didn't you talk about starting him or starting at least that the Falcons were going to win two weeks ago, too? Are you, you're just like I'm doing the roller coaster? I'm 2 0 on Drake Falcons. London yeah. so far. I had the yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going back to the over. So if it's going to it keep going, what do you think about that one, Joe? Well, what I often think about, especially this time of year after watching the Falcons, is how in three consecutive years you can draft arguably the best tight end prospect we've seen in. <laughs> a decade then one of the best wide receiver prospects and then the best running back prospect in a generation and you don't seem to utilize any of those pieces properly that that's the most frustrating thing and look taylor heineke maybe you can get more out of it but the end of the day too is the play calling it's the decision making you can call it arthur smith you can call it the offensive gordon you can call it whatever you want it's tough to invest in but to erickson's point 49 and a half is a low number i will go over that for drake london this week and i have more confidence in heineke as a quarterback right now than i do in desmond ritter and that's just a fact especially after last week it was so bad i know he's bad on the road but he was so bad last week and just so many bad decisions and i don't care about the weather i care about productivity you can't go up there and put more than seven points up against the carolina panthers come on dude like that's just unacceptable nfl fans it is time to unwrap non-stop football action this holiday season throw down on big matchups with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl this week new customers can bet just five bucks on the nfl and score 150 instantly in bonus bets we've got an excellent holiday weekend of football coming up including Bengals, steelers browns texans lions vikings even cowboys dolphins but the obvious game of the week and maybe even the game of the year is of course course Ravens 49ers the NFL's only two 11 win teams one seed from each conference currently as we stand squaring off in prime time on Christmas night San Fran is favored by five points at least last I looked that's what it was on DraftKings the total is at 45 and a half on that one however you plan to bet the game of the year Download the DraftKings Sportsbook now with code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit. Deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Joey P, hit me with your prediction number five. Well, I don't want to ruin your Christmas, but I would be uh, spiking the eggnog if I were you watching that game as a Ravens fan, because <laughs> I think the 49ers are the class of the NFL, not the NFC. I think it's going to be a long day at the office for Baltimore. Yeah, but I'm not, that's I'm a story not allowed for to admit time. it, but I agree with you. <laughs> oh, well, that you know, see, that's what I love about all of us. We're, we might have our fandoms, but we all kind of check our fandoms at the door. Yeah. We know we know what our teams are and what they aren't. And Erickson and I know what the New England Patriots are. And the one thing they do well is stop the run. And I'm just going to continue to pound this because it's been right. I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago in the Steeler game. We were right. We're going to do it again this week, too, which is Javante Williams is going to have a rough day. And I'm looking at the under in the New England and Denver game and how that impacts fantasy, because I think it's going to be one of these spots where, you know, I know people like Pop Douglas. I know I like him, too, but it's just not really coming to fruition. Hunter Henry's a guy you could probably start. But Javante Williams starting this week is is tenuous. If you have better options, I'll tell you what, even Gus Edwards, who just falls in the end zone all the time. I think I'd be looking at him potentially over Javante Williams. So I imagine that number against the best rush defense in the NFL, which I think is the New England Patriots right now, 45 and a half, I think would be a generous number. And I would be going the under conversely, you might see him work a little bit more and you might see a low number potentially in that receiving yards prop to somewhere maybe around 20 and a half. So converting that over would be interesting looking maybe for the over on the low number on the receiving and then the under potentially in that 45 and a half. I think that's the way to approach Javante Williams in this game. But I think if you're looking at flexing him, you might want to look elsewhere. I also think this is a game where you see New England struggle potentially offensively when they go into Denver anyway in years past. This might not be any different. So this is not a very exciting game for me offensively, and I think it should be something you should pay close attention to, especially in Javante Williams. Sutton's a guy you start no matter what. Henry is a guy you can stream, but Javante to me is a guy on the bubble because of the matchup. Erickson, uh, Joey P mentioned that you you guys both know the Patriots very well, of course. Do you agree? Do you see this game playing out similarly to how he does? Yeah, it's it's really weird how the Patriots are one of the worst teams in the NFL, but it's because of their offense. Like their defense is still really good because you look at a team that's three and 11. You're like, oh, my God, their defense must be so horrible. It's like, oh, yeah, they allowed the fewest rushing yards per game to running backs. Like, how does that make any sense? In what world could a team with such a bad record? It's because their offense is just so abysmal. Um, and their defense just holds opposing running backs. So I've seen this number actually at a couple sports books I won't name, but that's way higher than this, like at like 63 yards. Like, so the fact that Joey P loves it at 45, like you're going to find a lot of great numbers on Javante throughout the week. So just take those unders. Erickson, let's stick with you for prediction number four. All right, I'm going to go with an over here. I'm going to talk about Jalen Warren. I think that he's going to cement himself as the RB1 over Najee Harris because I think the Steelers are at a point with their offense with Mike Tomlin that we, they need to make changes. And the fact that Najee played so few snaps last week after he fumbled the ball, I think Tomlin is just sick of it. He's like, you know what? I, I'm going to ride Jalen Warren because he's on the hot seat. Like, like he's on the hot seat right now with his job and his future in Pittsburgh. And if he wants the best chance to continue to be the Steelers head coach, like he needs to put his best players on the field. And that's Jalen Warren. So for me, Warren, after doubling the snaps, Warren played a season high 69% snap share last week. 
And the matchup this week is why I'm going to be going over on Jalen Warren's rushing yards props, 47 and a half yards, because they're playing the Bengals, who were already one of the worst defenses against the run, and then they lost DJ Reader. There's no coincidence that Ty Chandler was ripping off five yards per carry on every single touch last Saturday because the Bengals were already bad against the run, and then they lost their best interior defender in DJ Reader. Like, he's not coming back. So there's no way the Bengals are going to be able to stop the bleeding in terms of the running game from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with Mason Rudolph leading the way with his red nose on Christmas Eve, because I guarantee 5% of Mike Thomas' decision was like, hey, it's Christmas. <laughs> Maybe Mason Rudolph gives us a chance, you know? Let's go with Rudolph. Let's go with the bit. I think they're going to run the ball a ton against this horrible Bengals run defense. I think Jalen Warren's going to lead the way uh, like Rudolph does. Yeah, my favorite prop bet of the week is over on Rudolph puns on Twitter <laughs> when we mm, anytime he does over. anything in, <laughs> in that game. Yeah, Joe, I, I want to get your opinion on, on Warren quickly here. I mean, the last four weeks, RB41, RB29, RB42, RB21, that's all in half PPR. Where do you think he should be ranked by the time we get to the end of this week? Uh, I think right now it feels kind of right. I, I like where Erks is coming from, and he backs it up with a lot of stats too. And and look, running the football is the smart thing to do, but Rudolph is a problem here. Uh, and I, I just – I can't – believe that the Steelers didn't do a better job this year of getting some better backup quarterback potentially uh, knowing you know that Kenny Pickett may or may not develop into the guy you wanted like Jacoby Brissett was a guy who was floating out there a lot longer than he should have been there's a few other backup quarterbacks I think they should have been in on because they're a team that if you just give them mediocre quarterback play you would think that you could probably still be competitive and Pickett was mediocre and the downgrade has been worse. I mean, who would have thought you'd fire Matt Canada and somehow the offense would be worse weeks later. And frankly it is. And it's basically stemming off the quarterback play. And as far as firing Mike Tomlin too, Mike Tomlin will have another job offer in eight seconds. If the Pittsburgh Steelers are dumb enough to fire Mike Tomlin, this is a terrible idea. It's not a guy that the game has passed him by. Maybe like Belichick in terms of looking for personnel, that's a totally different situation. So I think that's very short-sighted. And I think if Mike Tomlin gets fired, the Carolina Panthers will be the first team in line because that guy used to be minority owner of the Steelers. And now he's majority owner of the Carolina Panthers and a huge Steeler nut. Guarantee you that's the place that they will offer him a ton of money and he will go there. I think that's a great call. I would love to see Tomlin out of the out of the AFC North, frankly. It's been I'm fun. sure you would. It's been fun going head-to-head, -head, <laughs> but it would be nice to not have to deal with that every year and to have the best coach in the division again. Uh, let's, Although we might still currently. Well, who knows? That's a conversation <laughs> for another day. If you haven't heard about WhatNot yet, allow me to introduce you to this incredible platform. WhatNot is the world's leading live shopping platform, often described as a unique blend of eBay and Twitch. Here's how it works. Streamers go live to conduct auctions where they sell a wide range of items, including sports cards, jerseys, sneakers, and much more. Recently in the hobby of sports card collecting, the highly anticipated NFL product Flawless was released. It's been making waves in the hobby, with cards worth six figures or more being pulled on a daily basis. One player I think is poised for a great week 16 is Dolphins running back Devon Achan. We just saw James Cook run all over this Cowboys defense. I think we see it again from the Dolphins. I think Devon Achan gets some work in the passing game. I think he scores a couple of touchdowns. And when on whatnot, you can invest in Devon Achan or any other player you think will do well this week just by purchasing his card. You can snag a $10 discount on your first purchase by going to fantasypros.com slash whatnot and signing up. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. Again, sign up when you go to fantasypros.com slash whatnot to redeem your $10 discount. The link will also be in the description. Joe, give me your prediction number four. 
All right. Uh, this one isn't really bold so much as I, I, I want to say supporting. Like, you feel good about Rushy Rice. It's the only thing I feel like any of us feel good about and consistent about in the last month or so. And I think he's going to go over 25 PPR points this week uh, in this matchup. And Rushy Rice has been so good in the last few weeks. If you go back since week 12, he is the fifth most targets of any wide receiver at 38 targets. He's had 334 yards receiving. He's had four catches of 20 or more, and he's got three touchdowns over that span. The only guy right now that is kind of in that conversation in this grouping, I just want to tell you these names that are ahead of him. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman, A.J. Brown, and Calvin Ridley. Okay, those are the only guys in terms of targets that have had more than him in the last few weeks. So it's time to embrace Rushy Rice and understand that he is more like a wide receiver 1A at this point than he is a flex guy. So if you've got him on your roster, you got to be loving life. And in terms of what you're looking to do potentially with him this week in terms of betting, I imagine that number is going to be set somewhere pretty solidly. I would say maybe 70 and a half, maybe even 75 and a half with the way the trend is going for him against the Raiders this week. I think it's a great matchup for him. Uh, this one's in Kansas City, also a good situation. Anytime touchdown score for him with the red zone targets he gets, I would say probably around plus 125. I think that's great that you're getting any plus money on it too. He's had two touchdowns in his last two games, three in his last four. So Rushy Rice to me is a player that has emerged. And we're talking about the breakouts and the draft gem if you go all the way back to August, I did a video. My number one guy was Rushy Rice, late round pick. And my goodness, has that guy really become even more than I could have hoped for? And the only saving grace of the Chiefs at this point. Yeah, uh, Erickson, I, I'm in lockstep with Joe on this one. I mean, look at the last four weeks, wide receiver four, 26, 12, and 10. That's three wide receiver one finishes, and the one time he didn't, he was still a high-end wide receiver three. So the floor has been raised, and it seems like the ceiling has been raised as well. He's uh, wide receiver 15 in the early week 16 ranks. Does that sound about right to you, Erickson? It's not high enough, honestly. Like, why yeah. is he not a wide receiver one? Like, I talked about starting him last week, and he smashed because the Patriots took away Travis Kelsey, and they let Rice run all over them, and, and that's what he did in the running back. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see if Kelsey's active or not. Like I know he's dealing with an elbow injury that he suffered at the end of the Patriots game. So I'd actually prefer Kelsey to play because I think that opens up more opportunities for Rice. But yeah, when Mahomes drops back to throw, it's comical how little faith he has in the other receivers besides Rice. Like Kadarius Tony, I don't know why he they keep playing him. Like it's it's like a joke. Like he goes out there and it's like oh interception, like gonna be offsides. Like it's a joke what they're trotting out besides Rashi Rice. And they lost Sky Moore. Now he's on injured reserve. So, I mean, we're going to probably see more Richie James, honestly, uh, for the Chiefs. So, in some of your deeper formats, look out. Yeah. By the way, I got that wrong. He's actually wide receiver 14, not 15, currently oh, in the rankings. So. Well, you're getting full now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, Eric, give me your next prediction. Um, looking at the Buffalo Bills passing him, I think it's going to get back on track against the Chargers. Now, we all kind of overreact to one game sample sizes where, you know, Josh Allen, he basically didn't throw it all. Like, you know, he got the A on the group project when he didn't even do anything and he just put his name on it. But look, this offense is still going to pass the ball effectively. They're playing the Chargers. Okay. The Chargers have allowed the most passing yards in the NFL. I think that the way that the Bills were able to run the ball, they exposed the weakness of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have been kind of leaky against the run when teams were actually able to establish a run game against them. That's how you beat Dallas. But because Dallas is always winning a lot of their games, like teams don't get a chance to run the football. But they've shown, you know, some leaks against the run. I think the Bills just took advantage of the matchup. Against the Chargers, the Chargers' easiest path to resistance is through the passing game. So I think that people are low on Stephon Diggs. People are low on Josh Allen as a passing yards. I'm taking I'm taking the discount. I'm taking all the overs off the recency bias because of a game mm -hmm. where they didn't ask him to throw whatsoever. So Stefan Diggs, looking at his receiving yards, he's been down like the last month or so, basically since 
Joe Brady kind of took over as the offensive coordinator calling the plays. Like Diggs really hasn't been as productive. 65 and a half receiving yards. I'm still going to go over here because the thing that has changed since Dawson Knox has come back into the lineup over the last two weeks is Diggs has a monster target share in this offense. So 31% two weeks ago, 38% last week. Again, the total raw points weren't there because the team wasn't throwing the ball a ton. But in a matchup where I do think they will dial up the passing games, because I think they want Josh Allen and James Cook to be both cooking in two different types of ways. So I think that the Diggs, this is the time to buy low on some of these Bills receivers. Mm -hmm. And I think that Diggs is going to go way over, especially against the Chargers. Again, fourth most receiving yards allowed per game to wide receiver. We saw Aiden O'Connell absolutely destroy (laughs) this defense. And people were like, oh yeah, Diggs, 65 yards. This is why I was so excited about Russell Wilson two weeks ago. Remember my 300-yard Russell Wilson game against the Chargers? (laughs) Who little did I know it was Aiden O'Connell that would be the guy who would One week early. But I was was one week early, baby. (laughs) Did you guys see the social media clip from the Bills of John? Josh Allen getting the game ball and not James Cook after James Cook just had like the best game of his life and Josh Allen <laughs> was the kid that. who didn't you know Listen, contribute well, to the was that when he project? said like the group project thing was that when he said, yeah like, okay well that it was makes after sense. that yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, God forbid we balance the offense a little bit. I mean, they yeah. became so predictable. All they did was throw the ball to Stefan Diggs. Now all of a sudden you have to worry about James Cook. Joe Brady has come in there and done a phenomenal job of utilizing the weapons to their fullest extent, right? You saw Dalton Kincaid working better. You saw, you know, Khalil Shakir get some work. And I would not sleep on this. And I actually just talked about this on the betting pros video I just recorded. Josh Allen right now for MVP is plus 800 and the bills to win the AFC is plus 750. Now those are two numbers, whether they come to fruition or not, I think you can make money on if you invested them now, because if they go out there and they smash these last few games, they're going to be the team, believe it or not, that is red hot going into January. And that I think is very dangerous for a lackluster AFC that really hasn't had a team kind of look just dominant yet. I think the team that might get hot, the team that can run the football potentially in Buffalo in January, if they should get a home playoff game, they become incredibly dangerous. And I know the Bills have been frustrating the first half of the year, but this feels like all of a sudden after that big win in Kansas City and then another big win this week at home against the Dallas Cowboys, that maybe just maybe the Buffalo Bills are that team that gets hot, gets into the playoffs, and next thing you know, ends up running the table and going to the Super Bowl. And nobody wants to give the MVP to Brock Purdy. He should be the MVP. He is at the top of the board for a reason. But for some reason, people can't shake the notion of, well, he was the last pick in the draft. Look at all the weapons he's got. How good is he? Is he just a system quarterback? Don't look now. But if Josh Allen gets hot, that media narrative is going to build a lot in the next few weeks. Uh, I, I'm really uncomfortable with how often I'm agreeing with Joe on this show. Today, uh, but I'm equally uncomfortable about this. I, uh, on the Friday show last week with Debro and Fitz, I asked them when we got to the, the Dallas-Buffalo game, I said, who's the better bet for MVP right now, Dak Prescott at plus 150 or Josh Allen at plus 1,800? And they were like, it can't be Allen. I think it very well could be <laughs> if they run the table, if they somehow take this division from Miami – I, like I think Josh Allen will get a ton of support he will. for MVP, he will. and and that the value was was really strong there. Um, and and I'm with you on on as a team too. Like I think whoever's the one seed in the AFC, probably the Ravens, but whoever it is, I think will be the favorite going into the playoffs. I would not be surprised if the Bills have the second best odds in the AFC playoffs, if as assuming they actually make the playoffs by the time we get there. Just the way they're playing, how talented we all know this team is anyway, and how uninspiring the rest of the conference has looked. I, I'm I'm right there in lockstep with you, Joe. Um, before we move on with the show, let's take a second to talk about Air Medcare Network. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show, and there's one thing that all the teams, coaches, and players have in common. 
Preparation. Planning is key in everyday life, too, and a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you would pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 per year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS with no spaces. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS. Let's stick with you, Joe, for your next prediction here. And just on your point, too, real quick, plus 1800 to plus 800 in one week. Huge. So you can make money on this, whether yeah. again, whether or not it happens, it doesn't matter. You can always cash out on certain sites. So it's a way to make money in an investment. You could come out plus 50 bucks, plus 100 bucks, depending on when you get it and how much you put in. Uh, prediction number three for me, Mike Evans, 100 yards receiving and not one, but two tutties this week against the Jaguars, the fourth most passing yards allowed every month. We know Mike Evans is good for a big game. So he had a big game in September, had a big game in October, had a big game in November. Guess what? It's December. It's time for that big game against the Jaguars. And I like the Jaguars are a team that are just really puzzling to me. They've lost some pieces too, not just Christian Kirk, but now also a losing Zay Jones again. I think they're beaten up. I think they're battered. I think it's a very dangerous game for them. Even though it's in state, it's all road game where I think they're going to lose to the Bucs. I really do. I like the Bucs on the money line this week, but from a fantasy perspective, I love Mike Evans this week. I think this is another one of those big games. I want to imagine that number for him is going to be set somewhere around 65 and a half. I would go over that. Anytime touchdown for him, probably somewhere around plus 110, which is not thrilling. But if you push it to probably two touchdowns, you could even get plus 350 or maybe even more on certain sites. So look for the multiple touchdowns potentially for Mike Evans in this game. I think it's a big mismatch in terms of that secondary and how poor they are. And I think Mike Evans has that last big game of the season to propel you to the fantasy championship. Erickson, what do you think about multiple scores for Mike Evans this week? I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, it goes hand in hand with my next prediction. So I'm ready to go, Worm. Roll into it. I love the pun you've got coming up here, too. Buccaneers offense continues to bake. <laughs> that is my next prediction here. Baker Mayfield threw for over 350, 350 yards last week. Again, a lot of it came on one big play, but I don't see any reason why we're going to say, oh, Mayfield, he's going to follow up with a bad performance. No, not against the Jaguars, allowing the third most fantasy points per game, two quarterbacks this season. And we just look at all the quarterbacks the Jaguars have faced. Only three quarterbacks this season have failed to hit their passing yards prop over when they face the Jaguars. So they're a team that's much stronger against the run. And the Buccaneers have shown in matchups where they can take advantage through the air that they're more than happy to drop back, throw 40 times with Baker Mayfield throwing to a surplus of weapons that, you know, maybe we didn't give Baker Mayfield enough credit in the offseason that, wow, now he actually has receivers. Like he's not playing Carolina behind a horrible offensive line. Like the offensive line for Tampa Bay has played extremely well this year from a pass blocking perspective. That's helped Baker Mayfield a lot. And he's showing that hey, I, I was the f- number one pick overall for a reason. And the Buccaneers are now in the driver's seat to win the NFC South because I will never, ever cheer for the Saints to, to win that. So uh, Tampa Bay, because Atlanta keeps vomiting over themselves. Uh, Tampa Bay is in a really good spot, and they're going to continue to roll here. Um, so I'm going to be going over Baker Mayfield in 228 and a half passing yards against the Jags. 228 and a half, way too low. So if Evans is going over, like Joe says, Baker Mayfield's going to be along for the ride. Well, yeah. let's, Joe. I want, I want to get your 
prediction here. What is the line going to be in the playoff game with the winner of the <laughs> NFC South hosting either the Eagles or Cowboys? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. If if it's the Cowboys, I think you're probably going to get them, you know, the, I would say the Cowboys probably minus six and a half, I would think. But with the Eagles, I think it's going to be a pretty similar number. But I would be on the other side of that with the way the Eagles have played recently. Yeah. I think they are just – you're talking about the Buffalo Bills being a team that's kind of ascending in the right time. It feels like the Eagles are a team that running that gauntlet of tough teams six weeks in a row really took its toll physically and mentally on them. There, there were and they questions, just look spent There were right questions now. too early. It was kind of a lot of like they're winning games early on but yeah. not quite looking the same. And, and now no Shane Steichen not losing when, that when the Patriots scored 22 points against the Eagles in week one, that was the red flag. <laughs> that should have been the red flag. That was the red yeah. flag. Yeah. I don't think like, any of us Oh, the Patriots, that, yeah, their offense right, looks dude. pretty good against yeah, the Eagles. Like, yep, because uh, the Eagles defense is horrible and that's why. <laughs> Joe, your next prediction is talking about my <sighs> guy. Your guy. Yeah, what's it like to watch your guy just be amazing? The last three weeks. Only one man has more passing yards than Joe Flacco. And that man is Jake Browning, which is a whole other great story that I love to talk about. But Joe Flacco, the last three weeks, has more passing yards than Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Love, even Tua Tungavailoa. Nope, they're all looking up at Joe Flacco. And I think they're going to be looking up again at his third straight 300-yard game. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Third straight for Joe Flacco. And I like the Browns on the road plus money, too. I love this. The Houston Texans have given up the six most passing yards allowed this year. Uh, CJ Stroud probably will be back in this game. And that's also saying, well, okay, what do you think this game's going to be? I think it's going to be a little bit more aggressive. And you're going to see that total push, which is a good thing potentially for Joe Flacco's fantasy value. A good thing for Amari Cooper. I know there was a couple moments that like pulled the rabbit out of their hat. But there's something about that that just makes a team believe that they're going to show up and win in those moments. And those those breaks are going to go their way. And the Browns are an incredibly dangerous team. A couple weeks ago, I talked about their um, their bet to make the playoffs. It was still plus money. That ship has sailed. It's way in the negative. The Browns are a team that has to be dealt with. Defense travels. Uh, I will be looking for the over 260 and a half for Joe Flacco in the passing yards. I think that's kind of where the number is going to be set. Uh, the touchdowns probably over one and a half touchdowns at minus 110. If you look at what Flacco has done recently, uh, he has been in that vein. And it's funny. He's the 19th ranked quarterback. Jake Browning is the 18th. And yet those are the two guys the last three weeks that are leading the league in yeah. passing. Now, I know Browning lost Chase, but still like Joe Flacco, I think, deserves a little bit more credit. I think there's ways to not only get you to the fantasy playoffs uh, into that championship, regardless uh, this week for Joe Flacco as a super flex QB, but also. Maybe if you just don't like some of your QB1 options this week and you've dealt with some injuries, maybe Joe Flacco's that streamer you need. Flacco is going to determine fantasy championships this year because so many people are missing quarterbacks that probably are in the playoffs without their main quarterback that he how he performs will determine leagues this year, which is super fun. Erickson, what do you think about Flacco in this matchup quickly? Uh, so this, the last seven Browns road games have all gone over the rejected total because their defense doesn't play nearly as well. So if Houston's going to be putting up points with CJ Stroud, if he's back, yeah, you're going to see Joe Flacco, just Joe Cool. He's going to throw a couple of interceptions, but he's going to throw a couple of touchdowns as well. And it's like unfazed. He could throw interceptions like whatever. All right, go back. QB throw. 13, QB 10, QB 9. Exactly. Last three weeks for Joe Flacco off the couch, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I give you Joe Flacco. I can still sing it. He sure. summed up in one word, elite. Also elite, 
is the Betting Pros app. Quick reminder for everyone to download the free Betting Pros app for iOS and Android. With the app, you can use Sportsbook Sync to automatically track your bets across all major sportsbooks conveniently in one spot. Easily track your bet performance by sport and bet type, including game picks, props, and parlays. Get personalized bet recommendations tailored to your interests. Again, that's with the free Betting Pros app for iOS and Android. Let's move now to Erickson's top prediction for the week, which also happens to be our Uber Eats prediction. We would almost, almost guarantee. Erickson, what do you got this week? Yeah, I'm going to guarantee that the Dome Arizona Cardinals are going to not be good against the Bears on the road in Chicago in December. You know, that's that's my prediction here. It's a stowed cold lock. Um, and the prop I want to pair it with is James Conner under his rushing yards projection. So that'll be around 59 and a half, 60 and a half yards. The Bears have shown us that they're a no-run defense. Top five and fewest rushing yards allowed per game, per carry opposed, allowed to running backs. And if you just look at all the teams that they've played, the only team that's really been able to successfully run against them is the Detroit, Detroit Lions, and they did it twice. But if you're not an Lions running back, like you've had zero success running the ball, football against the Chicago Bears. So James Conner, I know you look at last week's box score. Oh, he had a massive game. Well, he was sitting on 10 carries for 27 yards through the first half. He ripped off a big 44-yard run, and that was it. Like, if he doesn't have that big run, again, give credit to the player where the credit's due, but I'm just going to bet on him not doing that again, especially against the Bears. Outside, the Cardinals' offense has been much better at home than on the road, so I think Kyler Murray's ready to kind of pack it in. Call of Duty's coming out. He's got the the holiday noobs that are all going to get Call of Duty, and he wants to play, so I'm just really down on the Cardinals' offense overall in this spot, and uh, yeah, James Conner is going to not have a great game. Joe, what do you think about that line for Connor over under 59 and a half rushing yards? I can't disagree. The Bears defense has been very good, much improved in the last few weeks, too. But the public is so 75 percent of the public is in on the under in this game. I'm going to go the other way. I'm fading the public in this one. I'm going to go the over. And it's mostly based on what I think the Bears are going to do. Watching the Arizona Cardinals defense just leave 49ers 10 to 12 yards open. And I'm not exaggerating. That's the actual data about how open McCaffrey was at times or Debo Samuel was. Like, they just couldn't cover anybody. I think that's going to be a problem here. I think Fields is going to put on a show here with his legs and with his arm. And I think the Cardinals can do enough here to actually push this total because it's not the biggest number, just slightly above. It's not going to break 50 necessarily, but I think it's going to go over the current number. So although I have low expectations for the Cardinals, I do think this game is just a little bit too much of a, oh, it's such a lock. It's a gimme. Whenever you see 75% on something, that's when you start fading the public in the betting market. Joe, which uh, which uh, mm-hmm. Bears running back scores the most points? <laughs> Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's a quarterback, not a running back. But still, uh, you know, that that's to me, this is just about attacking it with Justin Fields, DJ Moore, keep it simple and just run there. And and look, the Bears defense has been very good in DFS. We've talked about them on the DFS show many times the last few weeks because they've been cheap because nobody seems to be picking up on this fact of how good they've been the last few weeks. But if you're paying attention, they have been. And if you're looking for a streaming defense, especially this at week, home. this is a really especially good at home, yeah. yeah, especially at home. Yeah. Well, here's a prediction from me. The food you've been craving can be delivered to your door through Uber Eats. Get food from your favorite restaurants plus groceries and other essentials delivered straight to your front door with Uber Eats. This football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything. Well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Joe, take us home with your number one prediction of the week. All right, get excited, boys and girls. I'm going to talk about a Carolina Panther. (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is a prolific offense I want to talk about, but I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard. 
being a guy that carries you to a fantasy championship round. And and here's why. Uh, they're going against the Packers, the third most rushing yards allowed. Packers defense last couple of weeks has not looked great. Chuba, I think, is going to have 100 yards rushing on the ground. And if you look back, he had 104 three weeks ago against Tampa. Last two weeks, 87. He has gotten 20 or more carries three weeks in a row. And you might say, well, I mean, it's not super exciting, though. But in those weeks where he had touchdowns in week 12 and week 13, he finishes RB11 and RB6 in half-point PPR. So Chuba Hubbard right now, if you look at the rankings, he is all the way down at RB27. I think that's far too low. It would not shock me. If he ended up having more points than Javante Williams, who I talked about earlier, who's ranked ahead of him, James Conner, who is ranked ahead of him, who Erickson just took his shots at. So looking right now at this early ECR, I look at Chuba as a guy that not only you should be starting over them, but also I think you should be making some money on 75 and a half, I think would probably be the rushing total that I would set it at maybe even going up to 80 and a half. I would still take the over against Green Bay, and I think you can make money on that. And I think in fantasy, if he gives you that one lone touchdown like he did a few weeks ago where he had two one game and one the week before, there's a chance that Chuba Hubbard is going to outperform a couple guys ahead of him in the ranks this week. Yeah, Erickson, Joe mentioned that he's RB27 in the early rankings for this week. He has got higher than that number in six of the last seven games, including five in a row, RB24, 42, 25, 11, 6, 24, and 18. So he's been well ahead of that in many of these games, and he hasn't been facing a defense quite as easy looking as his Packers run defense has looked lately. So are you with him that his current ranking is just simply too low? Yeah, it's too low. You know, there's a video coming out later this week where I talk about Chuba Hubbard, and it's glowing. Uh, it's glowing about Chuba Hubbard. So yes, I, I like the the prop here. Look, he may touch the ball 30 times in this game because the Carolina will do whatever <laughs> it takes to hide Bryce Young and give Chuba Hubbard <sighs> as many carries as possible. And Green Bay not only allows a ton of rushing yards, but they're the most run funnel defense. Like teams go out of their way, be like, oh, we're facing Green Bay. Let's run the football. And Carolina's like, oh, we want to run the football against any team. So yes, it's going to be a big game for Hubbard. I'll do a quick recap here of our top 10 predictions for week 16. Falcons and Colts will be a shootout with over 44 points scored. We like the under in Patriots at Broncos. Jalen Warren remains RB1 over Najee Harris. Rashi Rice, 25 PPR points this week. The Bills passing game will get back on track against the Chargers. Mike Evans, 100 yards and two touchdowns. And we also think the entire Bucks offense, including Baker Mayfield, will continue to bake. Joe Flacco, third straight 300-yard game. Cardinals offense will struggle on the road against the Bears. And Shuba Hubbard, over 100 yards rushing. Wrapping it up with the Carolina Panthers, always fun. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry fantasy semifinals to everybody. Hopefully you have some good luck this week and get into your fantasy title games for next week. For Joey P. and Erickson, I'm Ryan Wormley. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.